the Protective Insight Podcast. Putting the you in human. And welcome back to another episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you very much for stopping by. If it looks a little bit different today, that's because, well, me and Jim, we're workers. <laughs> we're workers. It can't always be a, a conventional time of the day when we can get to sit down and have a chat with you guys. Um, so it's it's close to uh, zero dark 30 my time <laughs> <laughs> now at the minute and it's the end of a very busy day for Jim but we're here we're ready to yeah. chat and we're ready to uh, talk about everything that's happened so far right talk about everything that's happened so far like we are we are six episodes in and so far we've had a lot of things to cover which which has raised in turn a lot of separate aspects regarding how this kind of information is communicated you know we've heard from we've heard from christian in regard to the online domain we've heard from pablo with regard to the the, the computer backing of the precision driving this way around we've, we've heard from uh, uh, we've heard from thomas uh, in regards to the practical applications of situational awareness training and the many different avenues that each of those things go down lots and lots of, of golden nuggets, dare I say it, from, from everyone that we've spoke to so far and everyone that we have planned to speak to, because we are by far from done. We are by far from done. And this should really only be considered maybe a uh, a mid-season finale, dare I say it, you know, like a, a kind of a, a dramatic conclusion somewhere out in the middle in terms of what we've learned so far, right? So how, how about yourself, mate? What, what, have, what have been your highlights of everything that's gone on so far? Ooh, man, it, it's tough to turn it into like one, one highlight per se, right? Because like you, you hit the nail on the head, we are very fortunate um, to have some really good trusted partners and they're not only just trusted partners, they're, they're colleagues and, and friends. And we're fortunate that we get to work with these guys that are working at the highest levels in their respective fields and their industry. So just getting the opportunity to kind of sit down with them and put this side of the hat on, you know, it's kind of like, let's, let's talk shop, where we're at, where we're going, what are the trends? And what I can say, though, if I had to sum each one, you know, between, so we had Bob, we had Pablo, we had Christian, um, you know, we, we put all these guys together and it's like, okay, no matter what they were doing from the security driving perspective to the executive protection business mm -hmm. owner, entrepreneur, mm -hmm. to Bob, who is a very in tune and specialized behavior practitioner and communications practitioner, um, everything revolves around human, right? And, you know, Tom, with this situation, we're like, everything comes down to the level of, self-understanding and self-mastery right oh, yes. and it's like if you don't have those key parts then pablo is telling you hey you're not going to have the right mindset when you become try to become a security driver when it comes to assessing obstacles yeah. and threats in the vehicle you know and then you know you go to bob and it's like if you haven't done that internal work again you're not going to be able to understand empathy and, mm -hmm. and being authentic and understanding your biases in order to effectively communicate 
you know, and Christian with the with the diversity of the teams. You know, it's not yeah. just gender and ethnicity and cultures. No. What do they look like? What do they sound like? You know, and if you're someone that has these particular biases and haven't done the internal work, then you're going to be very closed minded and closed off. And that's why you see some of these teams where you have big muscular blocky guys and things that stand out, but you're supposed to be a covert EP team, right? You're supposed to blend in, but yet we don't. So it's like all these things start with us and I'm a believer in what I've always taught. And, you know, and Tom hits on it in order to be situationally aware, you first got to be self-aware, you know, and if we're not self-aware with anything and understand that you will never be situationally aware. Because you got to get our thing, you know, in order for us to actively process and allow our mind to go and validate, dismiss and clarify the many things we need to do. We have to be able to have an understanding of what are our triggers, what makes us work, what makes us tick and what do we need to pass aside that's irrelevant. Right. And that's not just the environment, but that's within ourselves. OK, this is ticking up. I need to kind of get that under control. And then I would add like my last thing and I'll throw it back to you is what we, we tell and teach people here is. Never respond emotionally, respond yeah. professionally, yeah. right? Because never we respond emotionally with anything. That's, again, not having that internal work done. You allow yourself to get triggered mm-hmm. and you start to respond emotionally. No good decisions ever happen. Bad things happen. You're going to miss things in the environment if you're out there doing something, situation where we're going to miss key points in a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, so the key is, you know, keep those emotions in check yeah. and, and understand how we work and just, man, Everything human feeds into it. everything. I mean, that's like, I think at least I guess some of it is like it's our, our level of awareness and comprehension where we're at and our mindset is involved in everything. Has to be. It has to be, right? It has to be for us to be able to to do whatever is needed as, as per the requirements of the situations that we find ourselves in, whether that be work or, or some kind of social thing. You know, the the, the skills have a uh, have a, a transferable quality right the way across the board. You know, and this there's, there's, there's so many things that we could call back to, and in terms of the. The, the knowing of yourself, first of all, in order to then facilitate that kind of response for other people. It goes back, in, in, as far as my understanding of it is, as far back as the Stoics of ancient Greece, in terms of their, their teachings that you can't really be expected to be there in some capacity for somebody else if you've not taken care of yourself in that particular vein, you know, there's, there's yeah. been many different ways uh, that, that I've come across an emotional reaction or two. I was, I, I was talking to a, a, a friend about this not so long ago, and they were speaking about uh, uh, situations in which they find themselves uncomfortable about the kind of information that somebody is talking to them about, you know, those types of moments where someone might share too much and she didn't really know what to do in that scenario. She said, how do you tackle it? So I, I don't do it. She said, what do you mean? I don't, I don't do uncomfortable. It took a second to, you know, kind of collect her mind up off the floor. She said, what do you mean you don't do? It's not a choice. I'm like, I was like, of course it's a choice. It is a choice in that scenario because the the discomfort in that particular setting is only existing because nobody is willing to open their mouths. 
<laughs> and, and and have an effective conversation and achieve that kind of mutual, authentic Correct. understanding that you need coaching and education to be able to do. Not everyone is capable of doing it because they can't get out of their own way to be able to do that kind of thing, right? I mean, I mean that's it. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's because we said it before, right? It's not about us. It's about mm-hmm. them. So then we have to understand that if someone maybe to our perspective be sharing too much, well, that's a bias, right? Because it's, it's we're looking at it from our perspective of who we are. That might be too much for us. However, if we look at it, what takes us, you and I, Ben, to, to share more? There's a level of trust. There's yeah. a level of comfortability, right? So we need to look at the perspective of, okay, are they sharing too much from our perspective? Sure. However... This person, this means something to this person. They really need to get it off their chest. And the fact that they're getting off and unloading it to me, okay, there's a level of comfort and trust there. So then we need to be actively listening and understanding what is, what are the words they're using? What's the tonality? What is the topic? Because there's going to be an underlying issue that they're probably seeking help for. So don't look at that as being a call. Look at it and listen for what's the problem they're looking for a solution. Do I have a solution that I can offer you know, and, and that's the biggest thing is people always listen with uh, the intent to reply, right? Not to understand. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's when you let those biases in. And like, oh, my God, what do you do? And it's like, okay, I, I hear them out. And it's and I, and I look at that, too, because not just from a personal level, but just from like a, an interviewer or anything like that. I don't want to be doing the talking anyway. And if I got someone spilling that kind of information, that much information, guess what? They're the ones that have the information. And at the end of that, right? If you really look at the equation in that, if all of a sudden you start spilling the beans on all this stuff, and I'm going, man, that's a lot of information. Well, here's the thing. I now have all the information, right? Because Ben's now given it all to me, but Ben doesn't have any because I haven't said anything. Mm-hmm. So who's in the position of maybe influence or redirecting the conversation now? Because now that I have all this information, I can now use that to steer. And maybe we get off that topic and we don't come back to it. Or maybe there, depending on the role that we're in and actively in, we utilize that to provide solutions. You know, it sounds like this. It seems like this. Have you tried this, by the way? Yeah. You know, and, and we get the opportunity to open up even more and truly be there and authentic for that person. You know, um, and, and again, it's 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 under, understanding that it's yeah. it's not about us. It, it's about them. And the more we put it about the other person. And we understand that they're unloading for a reason. Maybe mm-hmm. they've had a bad day. We've all had it with a significant other or whatnot. You know, they come in and they've just had a crappy day. And we're the first ones when they walk in the door and we're like, hey, hon, nice to see you. And we just get boom and, you know, grenades are thrown into the kitchen and the living room <laughs> and we're taking cover. <laughs> but if you respond emotionally to that, you know, then it's like it just then it turns into a problem that never should have existed in terms of understanding, yeah. okay. It's, it's not about me. Yeah. It's about them right now. Apparently, some things have happened because it's not going to be one thing that's triggered that bad day for them to decompress. And it's just give them their space, depending mm-hmm. on how they deal with it. Or if it's someone to come in, hey, you know, once you get settled in, you know, would you like a cup of tea or water or anything I do? Mm-hmm. Once you're ready to talk, I'm, I'm here to listen. You know, and we give them that time and it's like we don't jump in or like unplug and just go, okay, just take it because it's not us and just know just to let it go. 
listen for those key things to come yeah. back to because then you can that's where you go back into understanding you create what it change. To. Yeah, because then you can start utilizing I hate to really use the term tactical, but it is tactical communication. Because I'm yeah. utilizing hearing key words and phrases and verbs that have been used that have triggered this person emotionally that I'm that I'm gonna use to validate, dismiss, or clarify. You know, if I recall correctly, didn't you say this, 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 you know, and they'll come back and say, yeah, but it wasn't really this. It was this person that did this. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure because I, I want to understand the story. Mm -hmm. I, I want to understand and I want to help you have a better evening. I'm sorry you had a bad day, you know, but let's work through it. So maybe how we can maybe prevent this or give them, you know, the, the sounding board they need in order to better work through that to where they're not entirely emotional, upset or irrational the rest of the night or just stewing right stewing in that bad day it's like that's let's get you out of that as quick as that's we can let's try to get out of it yeah but it's going to be their time too right we can't force those but if we're listening right and we say the right things hey you know it sounds like your boss really handed it to you today you know i'm open to listen whenever you're ready mm. you know and it's just like okay now they're seen right we see them we hear them, we acknowledge yeah. they're having a bad day, and we're letting them know whenever they're ready to further get it off their chest, um, I'm ready to listen and further yeah. go from there, right? Well, th well, that's the thing, you know, if th that most basic test of your ability to not react emotionally and absolutely react professionally, uh, is it's it's one of the most common occurrences that I saw, I saw every day on the doors. Insults. Yeah insults right and in, yeah. in that moment I'd say to the guys the insults are more about them than they are you because if you're going to escalate and have that emotional reaction you've brought that game then you've made that connection there and insult is only insulting if it's something that you particularly feel bad about you know whatever yeah. other synonym you want to use yeah. and it's genuinely right so it's genuinely this is a bit kind of a, a connection it's genuinely something that I, f I first saw uh, years ago in my early teens when i first watched roadhouse there was a scene <laughs> genuinely yeah. where he's talking about it and he's well what if he does this be nice what if he does this be nice and then someone goes what if he calls my mother a whore and Patrick Swayze turns around and goes, is she? Mm -hmm. And that was like, yep. in that particular moment, it just it's, it highlights that kind of emotional connection. I don't have yep. to take it. I'm not a whore. I'm not half of the stuff I'm called as part of the work. So you can, you can run your mouth all day. doesn't matter. Yep. <laughs> it yep. doesn't matter. No, and, and the thing is, it, it doesn't. And, and it's funny you say that because we actually had an incident a couple months ago dealing with some folks, and that happened to – one of the younger guys that, that we were kind of working with and we're like, the first thing we asked was, well, is she? Well, well no. I'm like, okay, then, you know, because like, that's why people tell me, you know, when I'm training at the police academy, right, and law enforcement recruits and it's like all this. And I was like, look, if I had a nickel for every time my mother was called the name, my sister was called the name, I was called the name, anyone in my family, I could have retired long, long time ago and be living on a yacht. It's, it's just a common thing yeah. and you have to understand given the role, right? So typically those things are going to happen when something negative or adverse has happened to that person, right? If it's happening to you working at the door, Ben, it's because the guy's inside or tossing somebody outside, right? And you're at the door telling him, sorry, mate, you can't come back in. <laughs> right? Exactly. 
for, for, for law enforcement, we're never getting called to come have dinner with you and, you know, take the kids to the park. It's always because somebody's having a really bad day. There's high levels of stress, high levels going on. So when we're going to, and usually if it comes down to, we're going to have to take somebody's freedoms away by handcuffing them, putting them in a police car, taking them to jail. So yeah, are they going to be pleased with us? Are they going to be happy to be like saying, thank you, sir. When I get out, I'd like to take you to Waffle House for breakfast. You know, it's, <laughs> if only, right? If only. Lines up, you know, the whole ride you're there, you hear all these different things. And honestly, over time, I just try not to laugh because some things people come up with, they're genius. I'm like, <laughs> they are pretty good. I look at them I'm like, that was a good one. Save that one. Right, that, that, one that, down. Was, that was, that was <laughs> really good. But, but that's just it, where you have to have that, that layer of thick skin and know that when those things are happening, it, it generally, and, it, and if people could just grasp that concept, that it isn't about you. And, and I think that's the biggest thing people don't get right. It just doesn't connect. Because yeah. like you said, for an insult or anything like that to happen, for yeah. you to respond in that knee-jerk reaction, most reaction is you have to connect to that and accept that yeah. as truth. Yeah. But if it's not the truth, why are we... Why are we even giving it right? It's it's exactly. a, a validate, dismiss, clarify part. That's that's an instant dismiss, yeah. right? That's like okay, now we're not even dealing with that right now, Joey. You know, <laughs> no, this, this is where we're at. You know, you know, or, or, or sometimes with some of the guys, if I wanted like you know, entertain myself, I'd be like, well, it seems like you have this thing for my mom, and since you saw her last night, how's she doing? By the way, I haven't talked to her. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And it's, and you would just get like this look and yeah, it's just like when they find that they can't get yeah. through to you and you kind of in a way joke back, it just ends it because they realize, okay, well, that's that's not working because they're trying to get a rise out of you. They're exactly. trying to make you respond emotionally. And if you respond emotionally, you're going to step outside your role. And if it's a working a door as a security guard or a bouncer or a police officer, they're utilizing that to get you to where if they get you emotionally and trigger you, more likely than not, you're going to use some type of excessive force, yeah. right? Bones you're going to put your hands on them in the wrong way, in the wrong <laughs> manner. You're probably going to punch them or do something that it violate. And guess what? It went from being a lawful arrest or a lawful, you know, kicking a patron out of the bar to civil lawsuits, criminal lawsuits, yeah. people getting, you know, sued or arrested. Uh, organizations are getting sued or arrested. You now just increased organizational liability, your personal liability, and in turn, you probably are ending your career one way or the other because they now are going to label you a, a loose cannon, right? Yeah. And you know that you know, hey, this guy at the door, don't put him there because he can't handle this. When the elevation of the tension and stress goes up, and people there, this guy does not perform well with it. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can work through those performance issues or get them because people are either going to have it or they don't. And that's yeah. another self-realization point, right? You put yourself to the fire and go, at some point you got to look at it and go, you know what? I thought I was going to like this career. However, I don't have the skill set for this. And unfortunately, yeah, I'm not emotionally or physically this because I'm going to keep responding emotionally. I can't help it. I'm not mature enough yet for that. But people are going to sit there and make that recognition of that. I'm not emotionally no. mature to deal with no. that. So they're going to wind up getting themselves fired rather than going, mm -hmm. you know what? I'm not ready yet. Maybe I'll try this again in a couple of years or I just divert to another path. And that's OK. Mm -hmm. You know, some people realize like, that's like how many people go to a job, regardless of what it is, every day and absolutely hate it because it's a it's a I'll steady give too many, <laughs> you know, but because it, it's a steady paycheck. Right. You got accustomed yeah. and complacent to that lifestyle and it's a check. But no one is able to sit there and look at it and do a self-assessment. But you know what? 
this doesn't align with what I want to do. It doesn't align with my, my goals, my hopes, my mm-hmm. dreams. So what do you do? You just, you just tank everything. And then you just become that miserable employee, that a miserable, you know, person, when you go home to your relationship, your relationships fall apart just because you're busy. You're not going to see, you know, you know, people yeah. don't bet on themselves enough. Right. No. No. They don't ever sit there and go, you know what, this isn't working. And then get in your head, I'm, I'm going to maximize this for this. So I'm going to like work yeah. overtime if it's there and do what I can and build. And then mm-hmm. uh, I tell people all the time, if you're not putting in as much work on yourself and your goals and dreams after really. you work for somebody else, it's like you're not going to mount to that part, right? So no. it's like even though you no. worked an eight-hour, 12-hour day for a company organization, you need to come in and invest that time in yourself, whether it's your your mental health, your physical health, learning a new skill, going to school, mm-hmm. doing what you want to do, setting yourself up to meet your goals and dreams. And if you're not putting that time in, then mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's just you're, you're never going to get there. And then you're going to be the person that goes, you know, when, when Ben's done all the work and Ben works 24 hours a day, you know, like five days a week. I mean, it's pretty close to it. I mean, it's <laughs> Ben and I, with the different things we teach, Ben and I's days will legitimately just here start at midnight and we'll go all the way through to the next day. Uncontrollable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like if you're not willing to, to do that, right? And yeah. on the other side of hard work and short-term sacrifice is long-term gain, long-term goal, that Absolutely. that independence you're looking for, that freedom you're looking for, and ultimately that 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 happiness that you're seeking for yourself, you know. And it's like mm. when it's on the opposite side of hard work and nobody nobody likes likes that it, anymore. It, you know? It's like you yeah. don't want to work anymore. No, no. To do that, you've got to know yourself, your capabilities, your limitations, enough to know when all right, I need five minutes to myself. It was a comedian, actually, in the UK who put it in the best sense that I've ever heard when he was talking about his transition to wanting to do, like, stages and TV and whatnot, and he was just doing the local clubs. He said, it was like somebody asked me how much to not live your life. And this this podcast presenter was like, what what do you mean? He was like, well, most people, they get offered, like, say, 35,000, four weeks holiday a year, and they have to give 70, 80, 90 hours a week to something that they could not care less about. How much are you willing to accept to not invest in yourself? It's one mm-hmm. of the mindset things that came out of uh, uh, the, the discussion with Pablo in terms of that 95% fallacy. Why are you investing in yourself for all of these kind of Wild West shooting kind of uh, uh, yeah. events, the, 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 the power slide this, and you're forgetting about your paperwork, you're forgetting about your interactions, you're forgetting about how to have a conversation, how to actually look around a scenario to better read it and effectively interact with whoever it is that you're there with in that scenario. What is that about that mindset shift? Knowing yourself, you're going to be better equipped to understand, not always easier, I grant you, but you're going to be better equipped to understand, okay, am I better channeling my time over here towards this, towards these things that I have to do day in, day out, or do I want to go and pretend to be John Wick for a day? Yep. Where's the where's the benefit? Yeah, that's that. That's just it. And it's like your your habits. You know, your your habits is what's going to make or break you in your consistency. You know, so you got to create those those good habits. I mean, it's it's a it's a terrible thing, but it, you see it all the time. Like, you know, like you said, with Pablo, everyone focuses on these particular areas, and it's kind of like when people take the what if game to the extreme when we get into situational awareness, right? 
And, you know, you should always be playing a what if game, especially in the EP side, you're doing advances because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to like, what if, you know, what if there's a counter surveillance team, you know, where would they be? What if this, what if that, what if this would happen? However, you need to keep it into a a reasonable amount of what ifs, right? Hicks law teaches us a great deal on that, right? Which is why you keep things in threes. That's why you have a a nine one one system run, hide, Mm -hmm. fight, Validate, dismiss, clarify. <laughs> you know, there's a reason I did it because under stress, your body's only going to be able to recount, you know, those, those three type of things. So the more we put in that Rolodex, if we've got 10 items, you know, in this what if game, you know, what are the main things? Focus on the, the top three and maybe go out to five or six, you know, just to have there. But what are the main things that you're commonly going to encounter in that role, yeah. in that situation, in that given time? Mm-hmm. And what if those scenarios, and it's the same thing with your, your training, okay? When in the United States am I going to be ramming, you know, cars, especially if I'm driving a client's, you know, Bugatti or Lamborghini or Rolls Royce, they're going to be very unhappy in a situation. It's got to be Imagine. something <laughs> worth it if I'm going to like wreck their car, right? right? But even the training that they do, where you see it, the ones that offer it, they're doing it in these old school Crown Vic police dinosaurs with pit bars on them. They're set up for pitting. And it's like, okay, well, if we're doing this stuff in the United States in the country, or probably even in the UK, the cars aren't made that way. And cars have all these sensors in them. They got all this stuff going on. They can't be altered because then you violate safety features and, and laws like that. So people all the time are like, well, you just pull this out and pull this module. I'm like, okay, well now you altered the vehicle. Now when you do wreck that car and an airbag doesn't deploy and now your client is seriously injured or hurt or someone dies in that accident, guess who's uh, getting that lawsuit, you know, or criminally charged for, you know, homicide or, you know, manslaughter, you know, when you're overseas in high threat, well, yeah, the government has particular cars that they design and do those things for, but they're made for those high threat environments. That's Mm -hmm. not everything here. So treating that and training that, let alone, as we talked about, Ben, you know, you, you take a course and you take a skill, the minute you end that course and do your scenario, your practical, get your certificate, unless you're actively applying or utilizing those skills, you know, daily or at least frequently, um, was it? I think it was like in a, in after a 40 hour week and in a couple of weeks, so you lose 40%, like yeah, roughly yeah, 40% yeah. You learn. So, okay. If we lose 40% what we learned within like the first month, and then we go within six months, we would have lost everything if we haven't trained. So again, was it worth spending thousands of dollars on this training when you're not going to use? And the fact that you're not using it, it's going to be gone in a couple months anyway. Yeah. Why don't we take it and put it into and invest into something we're going to do every day? Why aren't we investing it into our communication? Why aren't we investing into the, the how we can become a, a better human or understand that mindset or incorporate our communication skills and things into some of the other things we will do in our particular field? You know, I look at surveillance, people that are surveillance trained. Well, you know what? Surveillance training is not just for like advances in EP and and cops on a stakeout. It's you as the mom and the dad that leaves the house to take the kids out, right? We should be doing some motor level of surveillance. You should know what's going on in your neighborhood. You should be able to pick out those cars that don't belong, the people that aren't right. You know, we're constantly on that. This day and age of human trafficking and kidnapping and everything else, if you're a parent and you have kids, you're going about and you're not doing some level of surveillance or counter surveillance, you know, Hey, if I'm going to this public place, namely a mall where these kind of things typically can happen, abductions can happen, you know, what would I be looking for? 
do some research on the internet. What are some of the characteristics and traits? How do they set it up? I mean, we had in Virginia uh, a few years back when our daughter was going to like Walmart and stuff, and she thought she was approached by people that were talking about this this particular church group or organization, and it right. just didn't seem right. And it got back to uh, me and, and my other half, and so looking at it, it was like this church was affiliated and known to do things when it comes to trafficking. So it was like, okay, things had to go start like looking into it. You know, kids would go to this stuff, and it was like a cultish type church, but yeah. they would go to Walmart, pull up places, and address and go after young girls, teenagers that were there on their own or separated from their parents, yeah. and talk to them and try to get them to come to this church and get them to come to this church. And that's where they would start planting those seeds, right? Because church is one of those places where we get into where people accept certain levels of authority right yeah. or trust most generally we like to think people that belong to a church pastors and things like that are trustworthy people that are going to take care of people in the right way however that's you know a wolf in sheep's clothing and how <laughs> right so and then they use these things to embed in certain you know there's tons of information out there there's Tons of stuff that you can find in this, you know, and, and yeah. ton of great programs. But it's like, if you're not out there doing those things, you know, conducting your own surveillance and looking for your own counter surveillance, hey, you know, where would people be watching? Um, I think it was uh, my other half. We went to Washington a couple of years ago when uh, when our daughter was out there for for training, and they nice. went into a store together. And in in my wife she is very in tune very aware you know similar background law enforcement military a uh, ton of knowledge and and i love to like get her speaking on things because just from yeah. a woman's perspective yeah. it's like entirely different right so she notices when when her and our daughter go into the store that there was like this guy in the hoodie that just kept eyeballing her daughter you know and just gave her like the antenna went up the mama vibe went up and watched yeah. him and yeah. she was another island she came back and looked and then um, notice that Christina had to run out to uh, the car real quick because she forgot something. Crazy. Well, when Christina left, my wife had stayed inside and watched. And this guy came out and followed out and stayed you know, behind Christina, following her out to the car. And Debbie went into the vestibule store and was watching. And then, <laughs> you know, luckily, you know, nothing had happened. But when yeah. she came back, she was like, you're not going to believe this, but some guy approached me in the parking lot. And my wife was like, was it this guy in this hoodie, this, this, and this? And she was like, yeah, yeah. how did how did you know? She's like, he's been eyeballing you since we came in the store. So it was like a teachable moment, you know, because uh, yeah. a lot of things really, really well. And our daughter's really into a lot of stuff. She picks up on things really, really good. But it was one of those yeah. kind of drop drops in that, you know, and it was like that was a quick reminder of, we're out public doing things, especially being a female moving around. Mm. We need to kind of head on a swivel and kind of watching because that could have been an event, you know, by our own and on around could have been something that could have yeah. triggered went the wrong way. Right? right. So it's like these things are out there. You have to be in tune. And at the time, women are, are very, very good at, you know, at these things because they have that mama intuition and they just have those particular skills that, you know, and what happens with it is sometimes is, they'll dismiss them. And it's like, mm. ah, I tell them like, your body has this like security alarm system, right? If someone comes by you too quick in a store, like really close to you, like it kind of like triggers you to look. It's like mm-hmm. when you're, when your perimeter and your alarms get triggered, you need to stop and look and look to identify what triggered that yeah. alarm. And then you can validate, dismiss and clarify whether or not it's a threat to you or someone else or just someone in a mm-hmm. hurry, but you should never just 
ignore it or ignore those feelings and ignore those things and actions. We need to address them, you know, look and go, okay, and assess our situation in our environment and proceed accordingly. And there's this thing, there's just so much that we can uh, unpack in those, in those topics. But again, it, it still goes back to our point that we were hitting on that everyone touched on is our level of self-awareness. Yeah. And that's yeah. uh, going to divert us to the other aspects that we hope people are enjoying or getting. You know, we, I will personally apologize. We haven't got to knock out some more of our professional skill set with our polar yet. We are getting there. The recordings are coming. Just be patient. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're trying to give you those skills because that's another key yeah. part there. And you understand yourself. I mean, that the polar model is great. And check out the knowledge seekers. You know, we, we put it a really in-depth review that probably got way in-depth on multiple different topics on top of a book <laughs> review because Ben and I really have a, maybe not Ben, but I have a hard time keeping <laughs> to a particular uh, script, especially things I'm passionate about because I'm one of those yeah. like, oh, yeah, I can be on point, but there's just so much information that- So many thoughts. I just want to get them out. It just seems, it's like a disorganized, organized mess. Because I've been always one of those people that when I when I teach people, I tell people, look, yeah. be selfish in your learning, you know, be selfish in like gaining information, gaining knowledge, but be selfless in your application. You know, Absolutely. when people want to learn, I'm like, share it. There's no need for me to hold on to all this information close to my chest. One day I'm not going to be do anything before. with it. And what, is, what is all that knowledge and information experience yeah. worth if you're not sharing it? Right. And that's generally for people like we're here to help people. People are curious. If you're curious about something that we can do and help you with, and then that's what we're going to be here for. Like, we want to share that. So if I can give you whatever I can, I'm like, cool. And that's what it comes down to. Like Ben and I are in a time limit. We're trying to talk and get this. And I'm like, hold on, let's give them one more thing. <laughs> like, I can't help it. It's like, I kind of feel like Oprah when she started doing those giveaways. You know, everyone gets a book. Everyone gets there. You get a car. I'm not giving away any cars. I'm, I'm, I'm like, like, yeah, yeah, Jim, you got this. I'll be, I'll be back in a bit. That's <laughs> right. But either one of us can, are, are in tune to do that. So this is, this can either be like a, a great podcast, right? With great information. People are going to be like, man, these guys are just, they talk too much. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. And that's, that's one of the things that we hoped from the start would, would carry over. It's not like we are getting on our soapbox about certain things. We just want to talk about the stuff that we're passionate about and try and encourage some further, some further questions. Like that's one of the things that actually came out of development of the polar module. Looking at the the kind of road less traveled with that what you with that which you train uh, to protect yourselves and those those in your care in that scenario. When you say to somebody, you need to practice how you think and problem solve. They go, well, I, I think and I solve problems all the time. Yeah, but could you do it better? You're right. You think about what we were talking about before in terms of a high pressure, high stress, tense scenario. Your nervous system is going mental. Your ability to process the the information that you're seeing is going to be challenged. It's going to be tasked. What do you know of your capability to critically think? What do you know of your ability to reason through scenarios? Everyone's heard of de everyone's heard of deductive reasoning. I don't care who you are, but the the the, the application of things like your inductive reasoning. Uh, what about your abductive reasoning in that scenario? And all of a sudden, with those two, a lot of people will be like, 
what? <laughs> I didn't even know that that that, that was kind of a thing. You well, show it's someone, kind of, it's kind yeah, of it you, though, right? Because it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Typically, we naturally do. Yeah, but there, there's terms for it. Yeah, and and I think it's like for me, like when I first started doing it, because when you say it and you first were saying it, and you're like dropping those, and I, it blew my mind because I'm like. And then when you then once I know what they were, I'm like, okay, I know what that is. I've been doing that. I just didn't yeah. know it was called that particular type of reasoning. I just think I've been reasoning, right? Well, that, that's the thing. You you become aware of it. You can sharpen it better after that. You know, you you 100%. become self aware. You can shift it. You can change it. You can improve. You can yeah. what's the, what's the metaphor? You uh, uh, you sharpen your axe. You sharpen yes. your axe uh, over over and over and over again. I mean, it, it comes on to something that we're looking at uh, at the minute, you know, that seems to have put a uh, – I'll use the classically Eng English phrase of put a bee in the bonnet of, of, uh, <laughs> of, uh, of uh, a number of people within the industry, and that's, you know, the, the, the terminology argument over hard and soft skills, right? There, there seems to be a, 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 a – not a desperate search, but a, a – it's it's underway for the classification, uh, and we've we've obviously uh, spoken back and forth about this. We're not going to go into too much detail in terms of um, where we are with this process at the minute, for reasons that will become clear uh, uh, later. But the, it, it's it's an it's a it's a it's an important distinction to make. When you think about it, how do you train this? How do you train this? You know, there's that argument that's hard skills for guys in that use the ambiguous term of the security field is, is you know, everything uh, running, physical, uh, battery operated, mechanical, and then the soft skills are everything else. And you're like, why, 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 why would you limit yourself in, in well, that kind of even, way? But not even limit yourself, right? Uh, it the thing that I find I guess interesting or maybe somewhat even comical, right? Since, <laughs> since we're on this topic, and we'll we'll leave it at like words at because you you yeah. guys are just stuff in the pipeline degree. But I look at it from this perspective: hard skills are easy, right? Because everybody's doing them. Mm. But your soft skills are hard, right? Because it's very difficult to get a get your head wrapped around all that stuff. So it's very easy for, and, and, and that's going to be a common thing, I think. Why is because people haven't sought out or talked to the right people that can ease that, right? When I start talking on particular things that we talk about, people like, you know, they'll call you a nerd and nerdy. And I'm like, well, I take that as a compliment. You know? <laughs> when I was younger and whatnot, I probably wouldn't have been considered much of a nerd. I was more of like a a, a jock or there, you know, I've always kind of like had yeah. the brains aspect, but I didn't always readily apply myself. Yeah. But now I take a lot of pride in that because, you know, I take a lot of uh, pride in being able to understand people and get the best out of people, get the most out of people yeah. and a lot of training. And so many people, they, they're not doing the soft skills because one, it's, it is intellectual based. And people can only really understand at their level and perspective. However, there, there's levels that we can put you in at that help you gain and build, right? Everything starts with a foundation. And what I've always found interesting is when I ask people, right, draw me a house. And people will draw like the little triangle, right, the square, mm -hmm. and a door and a window. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's great. But there's one thing that you're missing. And they're always like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, they revisit, look at the picture, and they're like, 
nothing's missing. I'm like, no one ever draws a foundation for their house. They never do. And the key with this, with anything, even with your hard skills, there are foundational aspects that need to be taught, learned, and understood. And you understand those fundamentals. I tell Bill time is getting brilliant at the basics. Mm. And you start at the basic level and you can build on it. It's very easy for me to take you and it starts with your mindset again and your attitude. If you have a positive attitude and you're open to learning, I can teach you a skill. I can teach you to drive. I can teach you to shoot. Sadly, not to piss off people. and I can teach a monkey to do that. Right. I, I, I can teach them this thing. However, when it comes to the communication side, it takes more time and a little bit more effort. So what are you willing to dedicate your time to? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, OK, well, there's certain things that we do all the time. And it's the same thing when it comes to law enforcement. We don't do they don't spend enough time on a hard school to shoot either or much. And then you learn the laws and there's there's no one teaching communication. They give you very little, very minimal stuff. You get this course called verbal judo which you know, some people will say it's a phenomenal course and give it kudos and everything else. However, I'm one of those that challenge it. And I just say it's, uh, I don't, I don't particularly care for it. That's my prerogative. I don't like it. I don't think it works. There's better ways and better methodologies and easier ways to do it, to be more effective than what they propose um, in that book. Um, but I challenge, go, go read it. If it works for you, it works. If not, then know there, there's always options, but seek out the right options in the right way. But if soft skills were easy, everybody would be teaching it and it'd be out there and around and it wouldn't be this whole thing of, well, how do we define it? What do we do? What does it include? What does it exclude? You know, and it's like uh, to go back, like I love when Christian says it all the time. He's like, what's a hard skill for an accountant? <laughs> He's just like, you know, math. And it's math. true. If, if we're going to relate it to like a soft skill, hard skill, then, OK, then it should be able to apply to anything we have in life. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, what's a hard skill for being a dad? Oh, patience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, it, well, maybe driving, right? You got to take the kids to right? You got those kind of dad duties. But really, what is it? One thing that we're doing all the time with our kids, right? We're communicating. Hmm. And even if we go back to the various levels, right? We can remember back to when our, our kids were little. And like yeah. nonverbal, how do they get things pointed across? They, they pointed. They, they do this. And, it's and then people get mad at me when I teach them firearms because I teach them. It's like how you're teaching an infant. You you point the firearm. <laughs> you know? Well, you point your finger. <laughs> That's where it goes. <laughs> That's where it goes. It's, it's that really way. not that difficult. I didn't understand some of the fundamentals. But really, at certain distances, it's, it's more or less from like your three to seven yards. I literally just have to point like I'm pointing at the jar of cookies. And I can hit a target. Like, there's nothing super crazy about it. Just understand the fundamental. Oh, well, you know, when your kids are, they point. Well, we're picking up on those things, right? We understand how they're communicating without words. And now when they communicate, we understand how they're, we we become those things. But we don't ever put that work into to be better communicators sometimes, right? And then when they hit those teen years, if we haven't done any of that work to understand and communicate, those are the the formidable years where we're forging and molding them, you know, to become a young, you know, functioning adult that's going to do great in society. And if we miss some opportunities, miss opportunities to listen and really hone in how we communicate with them, that's where we can lose them. So it's like, you know, you got to be paying attention and be involved. And it's the same thing here with this, right? Any piece of, you got to pay attention, be involved, pay attention to what's going on. Listen to your teammates, listen to the client. What are the problems? Okay, well, if we can hear them and actively listen, understand, we can start applying solutions. 
we can utilize the terms. You know, if someone likes using the same term all the time, well, someone tells me about their integrity and they value this, well, they're, they're telling me what they value. You tell me what's important yeah. to them. So how am I going to get their attention? I'm going to speak on integrity. I'm going to speak on respect. I'm going to speak on those things. Yeah. And I'm going to get them to back. Because right? <laughs> they're going to think, it's not got something to say. They'll be like, yeah. you know, don't you hate it when, you know, blah, 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 with integrity. And they're like, yeah, man, you know. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, but there's so many nuances to it. And that's something where, like, we're going to get out there. It's like, we can get you those foundational skills. We can help you build that. And then in turn, you know, you get working with us and you get the opportunity to do some stuff with us and Bob when it comes to the pro comms and the rapport building and things like that. You know, it further enhances a better way for you to do your advanced work, any other work mm -hmm. that you go communicate with the client, the client's family. If you're a business owner, securing those clients, you know, being able to get those contracts in a business meeting, you know, there's so many different levels yeah. and facets to this to understand how it works. But that's what we use every day. How do you be an effective leader? You know, how do you communicate down the chain? You know, those are huge impacts of whether or not your team is going to take Massively. care of you. You know, and it's like, there's so many things that have gone by it. You know, I learned it was like two key points back when I, when I was in the Marine Corps that they taught us when it came to leadership. And it was like, number one was troop welfare. And number two was mission accomplishment. And they always told us, look, if you take care of your people, you take care of the troops, you never worry about the mission. Because they're never going to let you fail. The mission is going to take care of itself. However, if you focus primarily just on the mission and you forget the troops, mm. well, your troops can then, you know, make sure that you fail, right? They can walk yeah. away, not do the job, feel they're underappreciated. So it's like you got to really look at between those two things. Where's your focus? What are you exactly. doing? What are you doing to make them be to recognize that they're seen, they're heard, they're acknowledged? What are their needs? And their motivators and man we can you get accepted that and really get in tune with it and again it's being self-aware because what are you seeing what are you hearing what are you observing okay i need to uh, adjust track <laughs> and then i'll make one more point and then i'm going to get it back to you when you got talking about the whole mindset doing thing going stuff is uh it goes back to people either love them or hate them but david yeah. goggins right the david yeah. goggins mindset you know who's going to get the boats who's going to get the logs you know and he's like, no one, you know, you don't know me, you know, and it's just the way that he goes up, but he just has that switch in his head, right? It's like what I, what I correlate a lot of his stuff to with stuff we do in a, in a more civilized, nice manner, not like yelling at Tonya and MF and stuff, right? Is, is you need to recognize the glass ceiling that you put on yourself. And when you're sitting in those jobs, you don't have, that's what you did, right? You, you put that limiter on the car, you put the glass ceiling. And you've now took away any opportunities for you to show your true potential. Yeah. And once you recognize, hey, there's so much more that I can do, there's so much more I can offer to this world. Well, then, boom, you're out here having a podcast like me and Ben, because it's like we just bust through those ceilings. Limit, because like, there's no limitation. And this is like if we wind up having a million followers or, or 30 followers, um, we're still going to feel good at the end of the day because, you know yeah. what, we're sharing and giving what we have and those that are yeah. meant to hear us and, and hear the message and and do good and go out there and do their part. I mean, that that's great. If not, then it's like, okay, well, I'm okay with it. Yeah. But I know I did my part with sharing and, and genuinely caring about folks to just kind of give you everything that we have. I mean, absolutely. I, I, li I literally couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so, yeah, thank you for all the support so far, guys. 
and thank you for all the support that you'll hopefully continue to send. Um, and the, the the more episodes that we bring to you, you know, we've we've got a lot of stuff to say, uh, particularly about the hard and soft skills, even some of the stuff that exists underneath it before any of that. There is some uh, the foundational stuff that we can get into, but that's for that's for a rainy day. That's for that's for not quite just yet. Um, but yeah, so we are we are six episodes in. Only six thousand six hundred and six more to go. I think is the uh, maybe more than that. I mean, we we have some <laughs> we have some great folks we do. lined up in different uh, industries and stuff that I can't wait. Um, it's going to be a lot of probably, fun. probably unexpected, you know, for us to have on our podcast. But you know, hey, it's I certainly didn't expect it for the people. You know, I'm excited to have people reach out. So I'm like, hey, if they're reaching out, eventually we'll get an audience because we've got. Some people that I know people definitely want to listen to. If it's not us, <laughs> it's them. <laughs> oh, we could bring them to the room and just go, please carry yep, on. Just, <laughs> yep, there you go. Ben and I will sit here having a cup of tea and, and absolutely just as amazed as everybody else. <laughs> 100%. So, guys, thank you again. Uh, yeah, it's it, it may seem like that, that trite, cliched moment of podcasts where we ask for the subscriptions and the likes and the comments and all of that thing, but they really help. They really help the this this episode and more like it to be brought to you if it is that you take something away from it. We can only hope that you do. We'd be interested to know down below in that, that little old comment section down there what's been your favorite part so far in terms of the, yeah. the golden nuggets that, you, that have been uh, shared with you, who it's from. Maybe we'll get them back even sooner for a part two. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, with that in mind, guys, we'll love you and leave you, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.